3: Hump Day, middle of the week, Wednesday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road. We are in Tupelo this afternoon at uh, the area that is affectionately, maybe sometimes not so affectionately, known as Crosstown because Crosstown is where the train runs. And if you're in a hurry and you get backed up by the, uh, in fact, the lights are flashing right now. I think we got a train on the way as we speak. If you're trying to be in a hurry and you're headed one direction or the other on Main Street. That can uh, sometimes be an impediment, but we are at Stone's Jewelry, and we're not in a hurry. We're going to be here for the next three hours. We're excited to be with you uh, Stone's Jewelry, which has been here in uh, Tupelo in northeast Mississippi since 1976, and uh, this is a special day because uh, Stone's, uh, I hear it, yeah. like even when you're inside, you can hear it. There it comes. There it goes. Big old engine on the front. How many, I, I, how many I, engines have we got? One? I told, uh,
4: two, just I told Borky
2: agents. he needed to come to this remote and bring Mr. James. He would have been all over this.
3: Mr. James is a big train fan.
4: We'd be outside right now watching it go by.
3: I thought it was called Crosstown because you were here. Well, I mean, that's probably a secondary reason, but you know. Yeah. Uh, no, special day at, uh, at Stones. It's the 6th Annual Stones for Sanctuary, and that's uh, Sanctuary Hospice House. Um, you, can, uh, you can come by. And if you make a donation to Sanctuary Hospice, then you will be automatically registered to win a prize that is being given away by Stone's Jewelry hour on the hour. You go. So uh, giving away one prize each hour, and uh, you are registered to that simply by making a donation to Sanctuary Hospice. And uh, we will talk to you more about that as we go through the show this afternoon. Even when we're on the road, Sports Talk Mississippi comes to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. DancingRabbitGolf.com. You can go there online to book your tee time or learn more about the two great golf courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas, two 18-hole championship golf courses uh, in Philadelphia as part of Pearl River Resort. He's Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross. Michael Borky in the studio. We are glad to be with you this afternoon. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. The C Spire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with Gigabit Fiber Internet from C Spire. Learn more at cspire.com slash business. Speaking of business, there's a lot of business we've got to get to this afternoon. We have schedule release night tonight. Yeah. And the SEC is making a really big deal of, us, uh, of this. Not at the SEC Network, but ESPN Will carry the 2024 SEC football schedule release show. It'll be full of drama and anticipation, and we'll all be learning new things, except what Ole Miss's schedule is next year in its entirety, and what George's schedule is in its entirety, and what some of the marquee games across the SEC from other schools are that have been released. And if you're listening right now, Mississippi State's schedule will not be a surprise
4: to you when you hear it tonight. Borky, should we just jump right into this? I think we should. I mean, you know, we honestly could have done it with Ole Miss a couple of weeks ago because we did. We we did go through their schedule. Yeah, we did. We I absolutely wasn't here. We did. You were here. We we talked about the calendar. Right, but we didn't go through the schedule week by week and discuss the buys and no, we didn't go through that. We talked about no. the calendar. We didn't go through the schedule though. That's we what I'm saying. What, we gave what the we didn't like break the schedule well, down. I don't even I'm know who's going to be on the teams. But, but we gave everybody what the schedule was and what the dates were going to be. We did that. Yeah, but what I was trying to say was, thank you, huh? was okay. that we could have done like the whole breakdown and yeah, all that stuff back then too, instead of waiting for now. And yet we
3: know that it's a long off season. We have to pace ourselves, and so I've got state at zero and twelve because
2: they have no quarterback right now. So they do. The Blake they get the ball snapped, and I don't even know who's snapping the ball either. That's the problem. They they're going to call for a penalty on every play. They got nobody to snap. I thought
3: they got a quarterback in the transfer portal. The I mean, uh, the I Chapin kid. I don't know Chapin. Is that not it? Chapin. All right, we have to learn pronunciations when new guys Chapin. come. Chapin, Chapin, Chapin. You sure? Yeah. You double check the pronunciation guide from Baylor? watched a couple highlight videos, and yeah. All right. Here's what Mississippi State will roll out with next year uh, with uh, presumably Blake Chapin at quarterback. Blake Chapin. (laughs) Block A. Block A. Week one, and that's the last Saturday in August. The way the calendar falls this year, there will be two open dates for everybody. Love that. And uh, we start uh, last Saturday of August. Yeah. Eastern Kentucky is uh, team number one, which I guess that's not new news, right? We've known the non. We have known the non-conference for schedule for the for a while. Yeah. All right. So Eastern Kentucky, week one. Mm-hmm. Week two, the Bulldogs will head west, young men, to uh, to the desert to take on Arizona State, Tempe. Uh, yes, yes, uh, Tempe, Arizona, Arizona State in week two on the road. Toledo Over-under comes to Starkville.
2: Over under on that Arizona State Mississippi State game it is a hundred and six.
3: Not points. (laughs) Degrees. Oh, okay, degrees. I was going to say, we all of a sudden, assuming Mississippi State's going to be able to score next Degrees, Richard.
4: Yeah, you better hope that's a night game. A a tricky game, too, in week two for Lebby. I mean, like you said earlier, there's so much unknown about State right now, but we do know a little bit about Arizona State. They struggled this year, sure, but had quarterback injuries and stuff. They're portaling really well. Dillingham's going to win there. It's just a matter of time, and so that's a, that's a tough spot to go on the road there in week two also.
3: I do not understand why Arizona State's athletics program is not more successful than it is. For they had Herm Edwards for a while. No, I, no but I, I mean, you go back as far as you want to go, and I don't really care even what the sport is. I mean, it has to be a lack of institutional and fan support yeah. and resources. It's hot. Because there is, it is, but it's not cold, but it's also not cold. That's true. And and that matters. And that is a place to which you should be able to recruit young, impressionable student athletes. I get what you're trying to say there. And uh, yeah, you're right. You should be able to do that. 60,000 students, lots and lots and lots and lots to do in the greater Phoenix area. Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe. Uh, it very much has a collegiate feel to the Tempe area, and, um, they have a reputation for, uh, not going to bed every night at nine o'clock. <laughs> That's one way to put it, yeah. They, they, they supposedly like to party at, uh, at yeah. Arizona State. Yeah. All right, so those are your first three non-conference games to start the year. You didn't say Toledo, but yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, I think, whether we got caught up in the, uh, the
2: degrees joke. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, Toledo, oh, yeah, home. Toledo in week three. It's a really good MAC team this year. But Jason Candle's already gone, hasn't he? Didn't he take another job? Am I wrong
3: on that? I, do, you'll have to fact check yourself on that. fact,
0: I'm I don't fact think check that Jason Candle. He is
2: still that? at Toledo. I can't imagine for much longer. Goodness gracious! He, he yeah.
4: was a candidate of some degree for Syracuse and Michigan State and Indiana, but they all obviously went in different directions.
3: And you remember um, Jason Condell. Uh, Jason Condell. I'm just going alternate pronunciations on all names today. How will Jason Condell uh, game plan for Bla- Balake Shopping? Um, Jason Candle was a really hot name in coaching carousel circles yeah. a few years ago, and then Toledo fell off, and then years. they came back, and they were really, really good yeah. uh, this season. And then week four, first SEC game for Mississippi State, they will take on the Florida Gators in Starkville.
2: First trip for Florida to Starkville since Dan Mullins' first game back, 2018. Pretty good stretch. Yeah. Well, State has still not been to Gainesville since 2010. Wow. Even longer
4: stretch. It's going to be a pivotal game for both of those teams, right? Because, I mean, Napier's in trouble. The schedule is brutal. And so if you're Florida, you're like, you have to go win in Starkville if you're going to have a successful season. And if you look at Mississippi State's road schedule – I mean paired with the entire thing honestly a reeling Florida team is a a real opportunity to to buy some early momentum state if state could be 3 and 1 at that point I would be they'd be in really really good
2: shape I don't know if they can be but they if they could that's that would be really good
3: because after Florida the price of poker goes up Mississippi State in week 5 will go on the road to Austin Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns who we think are officially back they are back and uh they will be making their debut SEC season with Mississippi State coming to town there in uh, in week 5 an open date in week 6 mm-hmm. week 7 Mississippi State will once again be on the road and it not uh, it's not necessarily a whole lot easier than the uh, no. Austin no uh, they'll go to another A town this time it's Athens yeah to take on the Georgia Bulldogs and then we'll come back home for a Texas A&M team uh that Mississippi State has had success against less mm-hmm. so this year but over the last uh, really decade, mm-hmm. Mississippi State has certainly had its fair share of success against Texas A&M. Yeah. About the halfway point for the uh, the Mike Elko first season. Yeah. Uh, then uh, three straight home games. So Texas A&M, Arkansas, UMass. And that's not only three straight home games, it's three straight weeks yeah. with home games. No open date mixed in there. Right. After the UMass game, Mississippi State will go to Tennessee mm-hmm. And then they will have an open date before the final two games of the regular season, home against Missouri and in Oxford for the Egg Bowl.
2: Yeah. That's a tough schedule. I mean, there's no getting around it. That's the SEC. Everybody's got a tough schedule. But for all the uh, the happiness that came from not having Alabama, Auburn, LSU, <laughs> you got replaced with at Texas, at Georgia, and at Tennessee. That's that's a tough stretch for Mississippi State. So, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Six and six would be a big accomplishment for Jeff Lebby.
3: More coming up. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Just getting started in the Pearl River Resort Studio, live at Stone Jewelry in Tupelo. Comes
0: this time.
4: Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like
0: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. <music> is a thing to say on a bright wild Christmas
2: day. Welcome
3: eye. back, Sports Talk Mississippi, with you on this Wednesday afternoon, broadcasting live from Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. If you're thinking about Christmas presents, this is certainly a great spot for it. A uh, incredible collection of jewelry got a great display of watches uh hey, you're into that in the back, back corner yeah i love watches uh, they've got citizen and they've got Bulova, and they have the new glock precision watches you would think glock would be precise yeah they uh, same same company that that makes handguns now in the watch business as well. There's some really, really cool-looking Glock watches back there. I believe it. So uh, if you're trying to come up... And, and then they've also got plenty of collectibles yeah. as well. There's, you see uh, behind
2: us here, there's a lot of great Mississippi State. And you can't really see it here, but it's over here. And they've got us cornered correctly. This is the State side. Over here is the old Miss side. they got some great gear, great stuff for tailgating and, and, and you know, uh, when, you, when you're when you entertaining and things like that.
3: Yep, a lot of, uh, lot of cool stuff. So uh, stop by, and this is... Um, uh, it's Sanctuary Hospice Day as well here at uh, Stone's. If you come by and you make a donation to Sanctuary, then uh, you will be entered into a drawing to win one of the hourly prizes that is uh, being given away. So a couple of things about the Mississippi State schedule. We, uh, we get a question uh, on, or not even a question, it was just a comment. It said, that state schedule is brutal. It's tough. It is. So again, the road games in the SEC at Texas, at Georgia, at Tennessee, at Ole Miss. I mean, that's, that's, that's that's maybe states. You know,
2: normally you think about states' road schedule, right? Mm -hmm. The last few years, it has always been flipped and flopped where you had, you were either at Alabama, LSU, Kentucky, and Ole Miss in the, uh, in the odd years, or in the even years. And the odd years were at Arkansas, at Auburn, at at A&M, and then your other East team. Was, was was the uh, the, uh, the 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 odd years or whatever it was and with this the switch up here yeah you like i said before the break you've lost and you've lost auburn you've lost alabama and you've lost lsu but you've put on georgia texas and tennessee and they're all on the road you would at least have auburn at home this year in a normal yeah. year uh, the egg bowl is what it is i mean that's always a tough game for both sides but on the on the, on the if you want to give me a plus florida was not good last year they're five and seven. They're not. They're not. A, they're not a great team. I think Arkansas is trending towards outside of Vanderbilt being the worst team in the conference. And then Missouri, I feel like Missouri is is starting to put some things together, but it's just one good year. You know, a lot of teams have one good year and then they trail off. So we'll see what Missouri is next year. It's tough. It's it's a tough schedule though for sure. And, and you know, it's going to be a, a a schedule where Jeff Levy is really going to have to rely on his coaching ability. More than anything else, because from a talent perspective, State's not going to be as good as a lot of teams they play next
3: year. SEC Stadiums only. Mm-hmm. DKR in Austin, mm-hmm. 100,119. That's mm-hmm. capacity. Mm-hmm. Sanford Stadium in Athens, 92,746. Mm-hmm. Neyland is 101,915. Mm-hmm. And Vaught-Hemingway, 64,038. It's a lot of people.
2: Yeah. I mean, and again, though. I mean, how many does Bryant Denny hold and Tiger Stadium? Hold? I know Kroger Field. Kroger's Field only holds yeah, yeah. like
3: sixty-five or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean that's, that's less yeah, less in
3: the SEC. Yeah, Bryant Denny and, and Tiger Stadium both over hundred thousand as well. Thousand, yeah, um, but nevertheless, it's uh, it's, it's ooh, tough. It's, it is a tough road schedule next year for. Uh, I mean, World it's, it's State. very
2: it's very possible. State plays five road games total. It's very possible they can win
3: less on the road. Because I don't know about that. You know, at Arizona State, we'll just have to see. Yeah. I mean that's got like ten o'clock Central Time kickoff written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, just kind of based on on what we've seen. Yeah, historic Borky. If you had to set the if if you were uh, inside a dark smoky room in Vegas and you were in jo- in charge of uh, of win totals for college football teams, where would you set the over under for Mississippi State in twenty twenty
4: four? That's a good question. Um... Thank you. <laughs> you gotta stop doing that. Well, I I was picking on him because I asked it during the break. Um, Four, four and a half, probably? I appreciate compliments. Four and a
3: half. uh,
4: Four, four and a half, uh, probably. Uh, First-year coach, I mean, things will change. They're going to add to the roster, but as of this moment, the the talent in-house doesn't look all that inspiring, considering what they're losing. And the schedule is brutal. I mean, you look across the league, and you now we don't have exact dates for everybody yet. But I mean, Florida is the only team that I think has a schedule where you would uh, you would trade states for. Yeah, I haven't seen Florida's, but I mean, I, I believe
3: it. Well, their non-conference schedule, Florida's, not good. It includes Florida State and and Miami eh. and UCF. E. Eh. Why they would do that to themselves,
4: <laughs> who knows. But
2: they're, they're, are, are masochists the ones who like to feel pain or give pain? Or is it sadists? I think sadists give pain and masochists feel pain. So they're masochists.
3: What was the, Rih- the Rihanna song, the S&M song? Was? You, you, I, I like how you're asking me. How about
2: a Rihanna song? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I want to ask one of these last ladies at the counter. They've got a better chance of knowing it than me. So
4: we're, we're going to get this question, and so I, I think, kind of, get it out of the way. Egg bowl date? Any idea? It's not official. It's, I mean, what I I feel like I've. Have... So when they say it tonight, are they going to give a? It's on this day for now, or like you know, they're, they're going to say it's on Saturday,
2: but that is subject to change. But we. The, I, I just don't expect it to be on Saturday.
3: I, I mean, without it being official, I can tell you that it is very, very, very likely that the Egg Bowl is going to be on Thanksgiving night next year in Oxford. Um, it it is not; it has not been agreed upon yet. Um, I think I said that. I I, I know that the conference wants this game to stay on Thanksgiving night. They think it is a good spot for the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game. And we've talked about the reasons why. Um, We completely understand that for a lot of people it is an inconvenience. But there are a lot of people that love it. Mm. It has kind of become part of their Thanksgiving tradition, and they either incorporate Thanksgiving um, into their Egg Bowl Thursday. Or they move Thanksgiving to Friday or Saturday and, you know, just kind of make a weekend-long celebration of it. But from the football side of things, with all of the other stuff that is happening, all the other games that are happening on that Saturday, you know Ohio state Michigan's being played then. You know auburn Alabama's playing then. Those are the two headline games on rivalry Saturday. It's like it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And it's like, do you want to play on ESPN in primetime on Thanksgiving night? knowing that you're going up against an NFL game, or do you want to play at 2.30 on Saturday afternoon on the SEC Network and just kind of be another option on a buffet of highly consumable football all day long? Morky, I know your answer.
4: You'd rather be on Saturday. Uh, Because the Egg Bowl this year was the 14th most watched game of rivalry weekend got beat by games that most people don't even know was played. So, I mean, it's and, but six 14th of one, half, half, better half, than, half dozen of another. Wouldn't you say 14th is better than 27th, though? Well, 27th would not happen.
3: You don't think it would be 13 spots lower if it were shuffled into the non-rated SEC Richard, network at 2.30 on Saturday no. afternoon?
4: I mean, it's losing to the Cal game. Do what? It's losing to the Cal game currently. I mean, it's losing to games that, that are, are completely off the radar already. You think it would fall off 13 additional spots on that weekend? There's there's a 0% chance that would happen. None. I mean, to, to be 27th, you'd lose to Southern Miss Troy in that spot. Okay. Well, my my...
3: Uh, very, in um, like informed opinion, would be far fewer people would watch on the SEC network. I mean, Borky, 3 million people watched on. 2.9. 2. 2. <laughs> 2, okay, 2.5 million, whatever. Um, that number would barely be
4: over a million on Saturday afternoon. If it was on the SEC network next to the Iron Bowl, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to. The the network doesn't release the numbers. Uh, So I'm sure that it would be like that. But why would it be uh, on the SEC network across from the Iron Bowl? Why is that the only slot available?
3: Because look at all the other games that are being played that day. When TV executives start doing the pecking order and deciding where they want those games, it's just not going to rate as high as... Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State. You know, uh, Arkansas, Missouri is going to be in that. Assuming it stays where it is in the the Friday slot, yep. you're going to have Texas, Texas A and M that day. You're going to have Georgia, Georgia Tech that day. Georgia's a huge draw. Um, Tennessee, I, Vanderbilt
2: is the one. Yeah, ten,
3: Tennessee, Vandy. I mean, it would be ahead of that.
4: Kentucky, Louisville. maybe it's
3: ahead of Kentucky. Maybe it's ahead of Kentucky Louisville. Should be. I don't, I don't know if it is or not, but it should be. So. I mean, that's the battle you're fighting. But, but, uh, again, I mean, wh- whether we like it or don't like it one way or the other, somebody well above our pay grade is going to make that decision and, uh, we'll show up. We'll show up whenever it's played. Sports Talk, Mississippi, on the road today at Stone's Jewelry and Tupelo. We're back after this.
0: Back to the sports. <laughs> this is Sports Talk, Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
3: The music's too loud in his ears. So oh, it's of, that one. Instead of turning I, it down, I thought it was itself. the other one. I thought it was the other one. I tried turning it down earlier and I was like, that's not working. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalk TV. Borky, where did you go?
4: Oh, I just switched the screen. There no, you go. we got to be able to see you, man. Yeah, it's a, like, it made I, me feel very For, for, for some, some reason, being able to I, see you. I, I thought that the person that came up to you guys and brought you. Sweets was part of the remote. Who was going to be sitting down with you? So I just flipped it no, that over. No, that's a
2: friend. Of, that's an FOH, a friend of Haidad.
4: that brought those and brother. She delivered the goods. These little uh, blueberry
3: cheesecake bites. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, that's, I, I, that's a problem. I, I admit to that's having a pressure. A, I, I do admit to having a sweet tooth. That's like one of my great downfalls in life. But that is one of those things. If Borky, if it was just sitting there, like on a plate beside you. You'd grab one and eat it. Yeah. A few minutes later, you'd grab one, and you would look up, like, I mean, if I'm sitting in the exact same place for three hours, yeah. and I would look up at the end of the show, and there would be two left.
4: Th- those are the, the worst like, kind of nice gestures. Oh, my yeah. goodness. They're so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's a problem.
3: It's pressure. So, uh, thanks to friend of Haydad. I mean, Alex Watson. I believe it was.
2: Alex. Alex, Alex Watson. That's Alex
3: number one. There we go. Oh. Um,
2: You have a lot of Alexes in your life. I have three, and she's number one. Okay. yeah, Just because you've known her the longest? Yes. Because she brings things like this. Is is our Alex Alex two or Alex Alex three? Alex Payton is number two. Correct. We don't need to talk about three. I mean, we can't. It's Alex McDaniel.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Supertalk TV, glad to be with you. We are on the road today. We are at Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo. And uh, we are right next to where the train goes by. And uh, we, you got a train? Can we do a train count? We're at two. We're at two. That's—is well, that the same one from earlier? Then yeah, two. Um, well, I mean, do you think it like just went down about a mile and made a U-turn and decided no, I, no, to come no, no, back? No, no, no.
2: I'm asking like, is that the, we just had one go by a second ago, and I, is that still it?
3: No, the other one was headed the opposite direction. No, the one that we just heard—yes, right. that's that one. That's that one.
2: Yes, that's uh, that's, that's the what I'm asking. Train.
4: Okay.
3: Borky, when God. he said, is that the same one as earlier? No, I, I don't, thought
2: he really was I don't convinced. Think, I don't think it's like a kid's train set that was went went looping a around town, you know. No. Goodness gracious, no. It's kind of hard to make a three point turn in a train. You would think. Be like on. be like a Dr. Evil's henchman who's like just trying to make a 20 point turn in a tight hallway.
3: I mean, what if you had a conductor that was just playing games? He just went down, you know, two or three miles, stopped, and then went back the other direction. Turn around. No, no, turn I mean, it just like, you know, just put it in reverse. Come <laughs> at <laughs> five miles. Just back Can you back put and things forth. in reverse? Can you put a train in reverse like that? I don't know. I would, uh, yes. I mean, there were, there were engines at both ends. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, I guess you could. So, I mean, I, I think you could. I'm not sure that it's quite as simple as in your car, but, uh, I would, I would think not. Hey, I know that, um, Our friend Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, is not the biggest fan of uh, discussing things related to the NCAA and policy and lawsuits. Is that that a fair assessment? That's Uh, a fair assessment. Yeah. Okay. And yet, we must, because a significant thing happened today. There is a court case. There are actually two court cases in which two different entities one, a group of players, another, a group of state attorneys general, were suing the NCAA over its transfer rules, saying that the NCAA was in violation of, I don't know, free labor practices or something by restricting student-athletes' ability to transfer more than once. Right, And... These two lawsuits were rolled into one, and a judge in West Virginia today granted a two-week-long TRO, Temporary Restraining Order, that states everybody can play. Everybody that has been sitting out because of the NCAA transfer rules can play. They are eligible. Those rules are null and void for a period of two weeks. So the immediate question is, well, what happens after two weeks? And that's where it gets complicated because it has to go beyond a temporary restraining order. There is some thought that an injunction could be put in place that would allow athlete eligibility across the board to happen until a court actually ruled upon the entire case. And there are a lot of people saying that, I mean, the judge gave you enough hints today that they're going to rule against it. And the NCAA is going to appeal and back and forth and back and forth. And then it goes to the Supreme Court and the NCAA loses again. That seems to be the game plan. But the NCAA loves to spend money on legal fees. Yeah. And so maybe they probably will, maybe probably, appeal it up the ladder again. So... I tweeted this earlier today. I said, okay, Ole Miss basketball now has a decision to make with regard to Brandon Murray. The Georgetown transfer, who averaged 12 a game over the last two seasons at Georgetown, but has been ineligible because this would be a second transfer. and Therefore, his request for a waiver to this point has been denied, or at least is being held up by the NCAA. has not been granted. We know that. And... Just kind of threw out there a little bit of a roll of the dice. Well, a statement issued by the NCAA to Yahoo Sports. Ross Dellinger had it.
0: Who? Thank you.
3: As a result of today's decision impacting Division One student-athletes, the association will not enforce the year in residency requirement for multiple-time transfers and will begin notifying member schools.
2: So it's on now. You can just transfer. There are no more – there's nothing holding
3: any transfers back. Nothing. To me, the only lasting question is if something happens that's weird at the end of two weeks and they say, okay, the rule is back in place, will the schools that allowed these players to play in that two-week period, will those players lose a year of eligibility? Potentially, without being to play, able to play for the remainder of the season, but that seems far less likely to me than what you guys both just said. There are no rules anymore. Yes, go you.
4: wherever you want, whenever you want. Because the NCAA's rules legally, now feel however you feel about the structure of college sports, but when it when you hold it up under scrutiny, NCAA rules are very. Um, essentially illegal. I mean, they, for years, had non-employees under non-competes. They were restricting athletes' ability to go where they wanted to go for college because of a rule that they decided to set, even though these players are not employees of any kind. That... Uh, under legal scrutiny, is going to lose 100 times out of 100. It's just finally everybody got sick of it and started suing, and the the model legally is indefensible. It's very much un-American if you truly think about what the model of college sports was. It's like telling a salesperson in your company, you have a $50,000 a year salary that is unchanged based on how much revenue you produce when you sell. You sell a million dollars in in, uh, equipment, 50K a year. You sell $100,000 in equipment, still getting 50K a year. That's what college sports was technically. Everybody got the same thing despite varying degrees of production. That's that's un-American. And uh, under scrutiny, it loses. And now they're just losing over and over and over and over and over again. And they're going to keep losing until they make the athletes employees. That's the only way that they're going to stop losing – Until that day, you have to treat them like regular college students. And regular college students can go wherever they want, whenever they want.
3: And and it's been this way for so long because ultimately everybody was on the same page of, yeah, but college athletics is different. It's intercollegiate athletics. It's amateur athletics. It's not professional athletics. And people were okay with that for a really, really long time. And frankly, they were okay with it when a head coach was making a million dollars a year. Certainly when a head coach was making two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year in assistance for making normal living wages in college football. But people became much less okay with it when athletics department budgets topped a hundred million dollars. And you look up and you've got like 30 departments that have Revenues over a hundred million dollars in a year, and another dozen or so that are up over two hundred million, and coaches that are making between five and twelve million dollars a year. I mean, for goodness sake, Greg Schiano at Rutgers—they announced a raise for him today and an extension to his contract in twenty twenty four. And remember, since returning to Rutgers, Greg Schiano has yet to produce a winning season. Correct. They like the they like the trajectory. He's going to make six and a quarter million dollars next year coaching at Rutgers. Is he worth it? That matter. They're willing to pay it. I did see somebody point out that that would have been the third highest salary in both the ACC and the Pac-12 in the this season that we've just completed. Mm-hmm. And the point was. That SEC money and Big Ten money is just going to hit different. What? What are you? What are you? Eighteen? I'm just telling you. I just, that was a tweet that I saw. It's going to hit different. Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us. We got more coming up on the road today at Stones Jewelry in.
0: Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas. Sixth annual Stones for
3: Sanctuary happening at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo, Sports Talk, Mississippi. We are broadcasting live today from Stones and would love for you to come by and see us and have a chance to win. It's uh, really simple. If you make a donation to Sanctuary Hospice, then you will be registered for uh, an hourly door prize drawing that is happening here. At Stones. And it doesn't take very long looking around in here to know that the uh, door prizes are going to be really, really cool. Heather Palmer joins uh, me now as we wrap up this three o'clock hour. She is the director of outreach and marketing for Sanctuary Hospice. And uh, is kind enough to stop by. Great to see you. Yeah, Merry Christmas
1: here. Merry Christmas to
0: you.
3: So um, tell us a little bit about Sanctuary. I, I think there are a lot of people, certainly in North Mississippi, who are aware of Sanctuary and, and what goes on there. But statewide audience and uh, maybe a lot of people that, that don't know.
1: Yeah. So Sanctuary is a unique um, sort of philosophy of hospice care. It was founded as the first of its kind in the nation to provide hospi- inpatient hospice care to rural America. Mm-hmm. So it was a test project for Medicare when it first opened. Um, we started out with 16 beds and now we have 24 beds. So it's for patients who are at end of life who um, whose families need a refuge if they don't have a place to go if they don't have caregivers then they can come and stay at sanctuary hospice house and then we also have a home hospice that goes out into patient homes and cares for patients in their homes as well
3: and and hospice is one of those things that it it's not necessarily fun to talk about because it does mean you're at an end-of-life situation but it also brings dignity and comfort to people and families that need it so much at the end.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the things we try to express about Sanctuary Hospice House, it is not like a sad environment. You don't walk in. It's not like walking into a funeral home. Right. We are making every day about living, and um, the families who come there, you know, they always leave great remarks. They're like, they always say a couple of things that they wish they'd have gotten hospice sooner, mm. and they always say that for what they were in that you couldn't have asked for anything better. And that's because we just have a very home-like environment for the patients and families to come to. Um, When I left just a few minutes ago, there were some families bringing in Christmas decorations for a patient that was incoming. You know, we've had We've had weddings at Sanctuary. Oh, really? We've had weddings at Sanctuary. We've had uh, birthday parties. I mean, I can't tell you all the celebrations that we have had at the hospice house.
3: Right, so I'm interested in about the, the wedding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. Uh-huh, about the wedding. So
3: Just kind of like a sweet end-of-life gesture?
1: Well, um, this is really more about the families that...
3: Oh, they're, oh, oh, the
1: yeah. The families that Who were going to, to get married, but they wanted to include the people that were wow. there. Yeah, And so... Um, um, one one year, you know, we had a young mother. I mean, she was forties, and um, it was nearing the end for her. And her daughter was going to be getting married, oh, wow. and she wanted her mom to be at the wedding. So, you know, within hours, of course, they did a lot. We did it a lot. We whipped up a wedding. She got married right there in front of her mom, and That's incredible. you know, mom passed away the next day. So. Mm. That's the hard part, but the, the good part is being able to create those memories that they wouldn't have had otherwise.
3: What do people need to know about sanctuary that, that they might not?
1: That they might not is that it is absolutely a non-profit organization. A lot right. of hospices are not non-profit. They are for-profit. And what that means is that every bit of money that is raised above caring for the patients and also, you know, taking care of the salaries of our workers and stuff, every bit of that funding is put back into being able to care for the patients. Why that is so important is, I'll give you an example, um, as someone at the hospice house, if they're there today, the average cost of care for that one patient today is going to be around six. Hundred dollars. Our average reimbursement, if we receive it, because we do have a lot of indi- indigent patients, our average reimbursement is going to be around one hundred and thirty dollars. Okay. That's a big deficit that sure. you make up times twenty-four beds. So we have to raise about a day. So we have to raise about $1.5 million a year to keep the doors open. We've been open since 2005. So for 18 years, thanks to God, this community, and all the people who continue to see what we do and pour back into it, we're able to keep it going.
3: So in terms of funding model is it exclusively through private donations or is it a mix it's kind of a mixed funding model there's
1: a mix you know we do bill Medicare Medicaid private pay insurance Mm -hmm. for what we can bill them for room and board is what's not covered typically for hospice patients so that's where the deficit is Um, so we do have a couple of grants um, that we get each year you know the grants are sticky you know there's a lot a lot of parameters with those but um, we have a huge fundraising event we do every year called Celebration Village and, um, we have some thrift stores and then things like this that we're doing today are so important, not only for awareness, but just for donations, you know, and stuff. And people think, oh, well, you know, five, $10 doesn't make a difference. The majority of the funds that we get through donations are made up through those 10, $20 donations. They yeah. really add up and make a difference.
3: Visiting with, uh, Heather Palmer just for a couple of more minutes. She's the director of outreach and marketing for, uh, for sanctuary hospice. You mentioned that, that, I mean, there is a physical location in, in the 24 right. beds you talked about, but also home hospice that's a part of this as well. We've only got 15 or 20 seconds okay. left. How important is that when that's what patients want to be able to have that in their home?
1: Very important. Most patients want to be at home. And the great thing about being on our home hospice service is they can stay there as long as they want, and then if they want inpatient, we can bring them on in.
3: Heather, thanks for stopping Thank by. Thank you. Great to visit yeah, with you. Great. Thank you all so much. number four, <laughs> four coming up, Sports Talk Mississippi on the road at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. <laughs>
0: Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Hey. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. do yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Four o'clock hour on this Wednesday afternoon, December the 13th, if you're keeping track at home, that's uh, 12 days from the big day. Correct. You have uh, 11 shopping days remaining? More or less. More or less. And if you've got shopping that you need to do, then perhaps Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo is the place to do shopping. Just that—that's where we are today. Broadcasting live from Stones Jewelry, which has uh, been in business since 1976, a multi-generation family business. Very cool.
2: I've been in business since '75. Have you? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I guess you just clipped them by a year. Yeah. Yeah. They got they got more uh, more bling than I do, though. It may have been more successful. Yeah, just a touch. Uh, great selection of rings and necklaces and bracelets and watches and pendants and earrings and all kinds of jewelry, not to mention uh, some collectibles and uh, just a lot of really, really cool stuff here at Stones Jewelry in Tuflo. would love for you to come by if you're in the area. This is uh, Stones for Sanctuary Day, which means if you make a donation to Sanctuary Hospice while you are here, you will be entered into a drawing for uh, for a door prize. And uh, cool. they can do those hourly, and uh, a lot of cool stuff there. Is this
2: this hour's prizes? Uh, you can take a picture with me and you.
3: No, We, we want to encourage people to to, <laughs> to stop by, not to not not <laughs> stay by. away, not <laughs> to uh, not to stay away. I got you. sports talk, Mississippi always in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You can visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. dot com. What we would suggest you do is stop by in person and check out the sports book. Uh, it is always good to be with you, and we'd love to hear from you on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Connect and protect. That's the plan uh, that you and your kids can agree on, the phone that your kids want, the technology that they want, but the parental controls that you need. Learn more at cspire.com. C Spire customer inspired. So we were talking um at the end of the three o'clock hour, about this NCAA court case issue that is is out there today, and I mean, Mike sent us a message said, "So who's going to be the first quarterback to transfer at halftime of a game?"
2: <laughs>
3: uh, I've I got it I don't know. I you know you're 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 down. Uh, you know, tight tight game, but. Never mind that, you know, you think some quarterback, you know,
2: let's say State's playing Toledo, right, and the quarterback for whoever Toledo's quarterback is is just killing them. How quickly can you put an NIL package together to get that guy to transfer mid-game to Mississippi State? Just bring him on over, Coach, and let him go.
3: Yeah. Let him cook. I mean, I guess he has to be admitted to school also. There would have to be a lot of work Dr. Keenum is in,
2: is in attendance. He'll, he'll push
3: the right buttons. In in a short amount of time yeah. to, uh, to pull that off. But it, it is crazy, and it's different, right? It's different than it's ever been. If you're looking for an upside, because there's plenty of downside to this based on what we have grown up watching and grown up experiencing. If you're looking at an upside, Morky, we, we've always said, you know, even as we've gone into this NIL era, that, well, Georgia has an unfair advantage. Well, when haven't they had an unfair advantage, right? Like, you know, when we were in an, an under-the-table era of football, Alabama always got the guys. We're in a free market, open open society in football. Alabama gets players figure. They were doing that before, and they're doing it now. But if you're looking for an upside here, we had more teams that were in the mix for the college football playoff this year. We're going to a 12-team playoff next year. The door is open for more teams to be relevant, specifically in college football, than has maybe ever been the case. You can make it really, really local
2: and say, Number of Ole Miss 10-win seasons prior to the portal in NIL, zero. Pri- in the NIL era, two out of three. Yeah, I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're like, oh, the, the rich are getting richer, look at your own team. You've yeah. gotten richer.
4: I mean, look, seriously, all the, the status of Ole Miss football has changed thanks the a lot. The has been
2: completely elevated.
4: Be- because they they had a coach that w- was willing to use Portal, and they had the right people at the right time that were willing to organize and fund the collective. And maybe that's not how it should be, but there were people that had the foresight, wh- whose names that, that nobody talks about, that, that had the foresight to say this is how it is now. Uh, you can either uh, fund it, and raise money and pay the players and win, or you can whine and carry on and complain about how awful it is and lose. Pick one. And those oh, people – I'm sorry. I had a little <laughs> thing in my – I'm fine. Go ahead. But those people – Did uh, a you couple, say Jan
3: I just coughed. It just run, it, okay, okay. It was just like,
2: it was just a random noise that I
4: made when I coughed right then. But, but okay. those people are why Ole Miss is in the position that they're in, retaining the players that they want to retain to this point, and they are active in the portal. With I mean, they they casually got the number one linebacker in the transfer portal, and like it's already people have already just kind of forgotten about that. They are in position now in ways that they haven't been in the past, and. We're three years into this, so it's new, but it's not that new, and we have a sample size of high school players being more spread out than they've ever been. Now, Alabama's still going to sign a top five class, as is Georgia and Ohio State, but the, the depth is spreading more evenly across the landscape of college football. It's going to happen again in this signing class as well. Players are more spread out than they've ever been. You've got backups and third stringers at Georgia, in oh, Alabama and Ohio State that are not waiting around anymore. You have an Ohio Ohio State transfer to Cincinnati. Cincinnati can never compete with Ohio State for recruits, but they can get Ohio State players. <laughs> well, and
3: to your point about Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin was—he was transparent. I started to use the word honest, and maybe he was honest, but. He was transparent from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You remember what he said? He said, I don't like this. I don't really think it's good for college football. But these are the rules by which we are playing right now. And this gives a place like Ole Miss the ability to compete and build a roster in a way that previously was very difficult to do. And Ole Miss fans basically said, amen, we're in. I mean, I'm obviously taking some liberty in, in, you know, exactly how it unfolded. But Lane Kiffin said, look, if you are Ole Miss, you cannot go sign a high school recruiting class that looks like the one that Alabama and Georgia signed. Just can't do it. It's not a knock. It's not a... It's just the truth. It's just the truth. But now... You have access to players that you didn't have access to before, and it gives you the chance to put yourself in a place that is special. And And make no mistake about it, as good as this season was, where, where was what was almost ranked preseason? Mid-18? 19th, I think. Okay. So, yeah. That's a great, great place to start the season. And then they went out and they proved it. They won 10 games. They lost to the two best teams on their schedule. One of them was relatively close on the scoreboard, but not that close in actuality. The the other, Georgia, was close in neither. It was not close in the scoreboard. It was not close on the field. But they won all of their other games, including a really good win against Texas, some close wins, um, the the road win against Tulane,
4: uh, all of that stuff.
3: What the beginning of next season is going to feel like but whether you like it or not, pales in comparison to what it felt like going into this season.
2: What was almost Miss preseason two years ago? I don't know. Like 13th or 14th, right? Yeah. So they'll be a little higher than that this, this is, year. There it should it's be gonna, a
3: preseason top 10. Thing. It's going to be top 10. Adam Rittenberg thinks it, they could crack the top five
4: depending on well, how they finish in the portal.
3: that That's what I was going to say. If if they get the defensive lineman from Texas A&M and they get the edge rusher slash linebacker from Florida and they fill out a couple of more pieces on the offensive line, there's a very real chance that this is a top five team going into next season. Now, you hope that you don't have 2009, 2008, 2009, what year was it? The South Carolina early season? 2009. 2009. You would like to not have a repeat of that. I mean, you might prefer. say, like, Who's you?
2: Who's you in that? Yeah, I mean, you, if you're no. at
4: old Miss, you guys type can, can disagree with me. I know this is a bit of a hot take, but I do think we Lane do. Kiffin is a better football coach than Houston Nutt, generally. So, yeah, probably I'll go with that. <laughs> I
2: saw a really funny uh, graphic today. I, I, don't, I think it was On Three put it together. It was top five coaching hires in the last five years. Number one was Sam Pittman. Kiffin was fourth. It, it was a freezing cold take. They so must have done it like two years okay. ago. Kevin was fourth. Mel Tucker was on Pittman. that list, number and two. And Mel, Mel Tucker
3: was two. Yeah. Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at SuperTalk.fm and SuperTalk TV. We're back with you right after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio.
0: Hey, guys, what, what the heck are you doing? Sports Talk, Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk, Mississippi. It's the most wonderful time of the year, with the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be a good I got a
3: good friend that's in New York right now. Yeah. It's I mean, I feel like massive FOMO. Oh, yeah. He was texting me last night. He's like, we went and saw Hamilton tonight, hanging out in the city. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's snowing up there? It's so good. Uh, no, it looks cold, but no snow. I got you. No snow. At least not uh, right now. I learned the term
2: brown Christmas just yesterday. Uh, so Minnesota is going to have a brown Christmas this year, a Christmas with no snow is what that means.
3: Oh, because you look out and everything's brown. Right. South Dakota had that when I was there a couple of weeks I ago. Know, and they are having like a what a, a, waste. a brown first weekend of, uh, of December. Yeah. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road today. We are at Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo, and we've been telling you that if you stop by and you make a donation to Sanctuary Hospice House, Then you will be entered into a drawing for a door prize. We told you, hey, the door prizes are going to be pretty good. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was a man on the television in Tupelo many years ago Mm -hmm. at a car dealership. He said, I don't lie to you. I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't lie to you either. So the drawing for the first hour Uh. that we were here today. Yeah. That was the that was the winners eat steak, losers eat beans guy, right? I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, our first Gee.
2: giveaway. You describe it. I'll, I'll I'll play the role of uh, one of the Price's Right models. Are is. you? Are you Vanna? Yeah, i uh, well, Vanna. You're,
3: you're Rachel Reynolds, uh, whoever the. That's price- David Delucci's oh, wife. why. Yeah, okay. she's the model of the prices. Right. Yeah,
2: might get some of his money. Sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, so this is a John Medeiros black onyx and yellow gold necklace. It appears to me that there's a uh, a small diamond just below the black onyx, 125 dollar value. And Mr. Reese drew a name as we were coming back from break, and the winner is Jane Barry. Jane, we're not going to give your, uh, your your phone number out no, on no, the radio. No. Um, but, but hopefully uh, she's uh, listening. Mr. Reese or somebody else from here at Stones will uh, will get in touch with you. Congratulations. A, a beautiful necklace. Oh, she listens
2: to us. All right. Oh, oh she's so, a listener. So, so Miss Jane is a she, listener Ms. to the Jane show? be coming to see us. Well, hopefully. if you
3: are listening right now, congratulations. You're welcome necklace. to come by and uh, and pick up the You don't necklace. even have to
2: play Plinko or the uh – the the going up the mountain game for it or anything we just give it to you.
3: Didn't the mountain game on Right? Oh, yeah, dee there's a yodeler dee 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 that went dee along dee with it. Dee <laughs>
0: dee
3: yes. Is there any question that Plinko was Plinko the best was game? The, the top tier Prices Right
2: game? No questions asked. I would like to seen you on the putting game
3: though. I don't know. You've seen I've seen you
2: putt. That's right. I'm not that. I wouldn't want to see you. <laughs> no, <laughs> it would not. I'll, have I'll, I want to be on the dice game.
3: Yeah, we might should uh, make Borky our designated putter. The yeah. one that
4: I always loved, too, was... You remember they had the wall? <laughs>
2: Dude, can none of us putt?
4: Putting is the first the thing that goes when you don't play for a while. Uh, yeah. The the wall. Yeah,
3: the wall that had like all the circles with the paper openings, and you had to punch oh, yeah, through yeah, the punch paper. Through. Yeah, that was the and easiest to do draw game. draw a, a card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Um, well, we digress. So congratulations to Jane Barry. Thank you for your donation to Sanctuary. And uh, congratulations on being our door prize winner. We will have another one of those... Uh, that will be drawn at the conclusion of this hour, going yep. into the start of the five o'clock hour. That's right. Very cool. Yes. Uh, very, very cool. Borky, all, uh, oh, by the way, we, um, we got a little, of the Old Miss Sports Show rolls on. We didn't even do Ole Miss's schedule. I mean, we've done it, but we didn't,
2: you
0: know,
4: go back yeah, to it. We, we started with state schedule, and we're going to spend time in the five o'clock hour, really diving deep into some Mississippi State stuff as well. There is another SEC team in this state that all twelve of our stations cover that but also have a enough. football team that that also yeah. is doing like good things too. I don't know. I mean,
3: uh, I don't know. We also also have a football team. From the state of Mississippi, that is playing for a national championship tonight. That's right. Tonight, That's East right. Mississippi Community College. That's correct. ESPNU at I think it's seven o'clock. Hold on a second. I've got the uh, I got a message here. Uh, let's see here. East Mississippi playing Iowa Western in Little Rock tonight at mm-hmm. War Memorial Stadium. Seven o'clock on ESPNU for a junior college national championship. There you go. Big news. Check that out. Yeah, that's cool. Does that mean um, does Jason Crowder still do their games on the radio? I here? believe he, he will be up there. Yeah. So we got Jason Crowder at War
2: Memorial. He's tonight. So if he if he if he is doing it, he'll text me in a minute. Nice. You think he's listening? If he's
4: there, yeah. He he
2: he knows how to work an app. Okay. Well, fantastic. Smart guy.
4: So yeah, he knows how yeah. to work an app.
3: I mean, it's just an app. I mean, it's a couple Not of right. buttons to push, and uh, and and you can uh, you can get there. Uh, Dwayne said, "My mom was in hospice. Is there a number or site to visit so that I can send a donation?" Um, yeah, Dwayne, we'll work on that for you. It's, it's Sanctuary Hospice that's uh, that's based in Tupelo. We'll, we'll have it in the next when we come back. Yeah, from the next. Break. We'll, we'll check. Uh, we'll check with Heather during the break. She's still hanging out and get an answer to that for you. Thank you. Um, a, a lot of you made very. Kind comments uh, about um, hospice in general and sanctuary specifically, and uh, that means uh, a lot of uh, a lot of really good stuff. All right, this seems like a relevant question. Just forgive, it's related to Ole Miss. Oh, but please, however, man. however, you could make the argument that this is like a negative Ole Miss slant. Okay, does this mean that Walker Howard can transfer now? It does for 14 days know, they, at I, least.
2: I think now I saw Ross tweet something that the NCA has stated that they will not go back
3: and and they're, they're not going to go back and penalize teams for right. having used an ineligible player and perhaps more importantly to the question that I asked earlier yeah. if this decision is reversed in 2 weeks mm-hmm. it will not cost anyone the, the, a year of eligibility okay. So.
2: It
4: sounds
3: to me like Brandon Murray's playing against Cal on Saturday.
4: Yeah, uh, as he should. I mean, see what you have there and, and go from there. It just th- This just reminds – it should be a reminder of how incredibly incompetent everybody was. They could have gotten out ahead of this, man. They, they could have. They, how many warnings did they receive over the years? We started talking about stuff like this back in 2018 when the first – hey, wait a minute, restricting earning potential on legal adults seems un-American. Once that day started, they should have gotten out ahead of all this, and they chose not to. And now, judges are going to consistently rule against them. Restricting movement without contract is not going to win in court ever, 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 ever. It will never win. Their motto will never win. And instead of getting out ahead of it and trying to satisfy people and and make it work, they just dug their heels in, and now they have no plan, no path. Annual free agency without any restriction whatsoever is ultimately bad for college sports, and they didn't do it anything is. to stop it.
3: It is, but it's also what we go back to from from what we were talking about earlier. Whereas. I mean, I guess it gives you a chance if you really know how to capitalize on it and you really take advantage of it, it it gives you a chance to be competitive. I don't know if it's sustainable forever or not, but who cares if it's sustainable forever? If you can capitalize one year and create memories, moments, etc. for your fan base... You, you, you dive all in. And you may have to be strategic about yeah. uh, So, So so Ole Miss would be the example right here. Mm-hmm. We, we used this earlier in the week, when you, using your example of talking about windows. Right. Ole Miss has a window that is wide open. Right. And so it's like, Push all the chips to the middle of the table. They've actually exceeded their window. Because
2: normally I would tell you in a a five-year cycle they should have one great year. They're having a second in a five-year cycle and are easily poised to have a
3: third. They've elevated. Yeah, there are a lot of people that thought this season that we are currently in Mm -hmm. was a pretty significant drop-off season. I thought it was. I mean, I
2: had seven and five, and I I felt pretty confident about that. And then when they beat LSU and the way they beat them, I was just like, okay, this team's a little little different. And they found ways to win all year. Yeah.
3: So they uh, found
2: ways to win games they would have lost last year. Hundred. Last year's team on this schedule is probably seven and five.
3: Well, it's it's not just football either. Yeah.
2: Last year's almost basketball team with this current schedule that they've played right we, now might, is like my, the way the way they play they might be like one five and, and four. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I was gonna say like <laughs> two, two and
3: seven. I mean, they,
4: possibly. But
3: but. So uh, we get a message. So it's worked for a hundred years, and now let lawyers get involved. Lawyers no, no, I are say now it. worse than used it. car salesmen. <laughs> it says old Lawyers. Oh, by the way, somebody said that the uh-
4: <laughs> well, didn't, didn't you. start in yeah.
3: California. That was Bill Russell from Columbus Ford, one of our local Mississippi Ford. Yeah, owners. yeah. There we go. I bought a couple cars from there. There you go. Yeah,
4: yeah. it's it's not old Lawyers. Cecil. It started in California. I think was the first. Wasn't the Alston case filed in the California court? It, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, and it did work for 100 years until people realized that the model was, again, fundamentally un-American. You could have loved it or hated it, but yes, the lawyers came in and ruined it all, but it was going to happen eventually. And college athletics leaders had years and years of warning and foresight and did nothing. This day was always going to come they just weren't prepared for it yeah
3: because they did the hermit crab thing for all those years they just buried their selves in the sand yeah sports talk mississippi rolling on with you right after this streaming at supertalk.fm halfway home as we broadcast live from stones jewelry in tupelo would love for you to come by and see us and consider making a donation to sanctuary hospice more coming up after this
0: we'll be right back This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: From the the files of what autocorrect does to you, I tried to say old, and obviously it autocorrected to old.
4: You know what that hmm. means, right?
2: Closet Rebel. Talk about Ole Miss a lot. I mean, I yeah, they do they do come across my mentions every now and then. So it's also literally free. your job to fairly rent free. I get paid to be here.
3: Uh, there's no there's, there's rent involved. Yeah, but brother, you don't, you you don't limit that to three hours of the day for those interactions.
2: Unfortunately, I don't.
3: Uh, speaking of interactions. You, uh, you posted Mississippi State, State schedule and there is a great deal of optimism among the. There is, uh,
2: there is. Real the, quick before. The
3: acolytes of Brian Hayden. Before we
2: get into that, real quick, somebody had asked about the uh, website for Sanctuary Hospice. That is sanctuaryhospice.org will take you to that website. Okay. And, yeah, you can make a donation there if you want. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot, I'm seeing a few people saying, oh, seven wins, eight wins. Okay. You know what? I, you, you be optimistic. This is America. It's America, Borky, and you can you can you can think whatever you want in this great country of ours. It's Christmas; it's a time of, of belief. I don't necessarily agree with you, but
4: so well, be it. There, there does need to be an element of uh, like you know, huh? e- expectations and, and not truth. Maybe not the right word because we don't know what's going to happen yet. We'll have to see it happen. But if you're expecting eight wins for Jeff Lebby in year one and he doesn't win eight games, it's not a failure. And when you overinflate expectations that that are not rooted in reality, I mean, if, if Mississippi State goes five and seven in 2024, this coming football season, but the offense is good and the recruiting class is building well and and things are looking competent and better, and you know, like right. they, they play Texas close on the road, for example, but they don't win and and stuff right. like that, and people are going to be like, "Well, he's a failure," and no, that no. is not how you should look at that at all. If it that's is. how it goes. It is the same as
2: Dan Mullen's first year. It's about being more competitive. It's about looking competent offensively, and it's about find, trying to find a couple of wins that you weren't expecting to have. Mullen's first year, they go five and seven. They were three and five in the conference. That that should be a that should be a situation where you go seven and five. But they play two out of conference games uh, against top twenty five opponents: Georgia Tech and he, at Houston. This year, state's out of conference. Arizona State's a tough game, but state should be able to be three and one in that situation. I'm not saying state's are going to go three and five in this in their their eight conference games, but six and six is very much on the table for Mississippi State. Anything above that, man, and you're still talking about. You should really be excited for the Jeff Lebby era in Starkville.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, a couple of college football kind of random notes. Yeah, here's one that I stumbled across on Twitter from uh, a little bit earlier today. You guys know Roman Dunze, the uh, the wide receiver for Washington, that was just spectacular this season? Great player. Confirmed to reporters today that he broke a rib and punctured a lung, recovering an onside kick in the game against Arizona. He was in the hospital until until nearly 5 a.m. that night, and his mother and two University of Washington trainers took turns driving him on a 23-hour road trip back to Seattle. Two weeks later, following a bye... He caught eight passes for 128 yards and two touchdowns in the 36-33 win over Oregon. Never missed a game. Uh, The
2: legendary wrestling announcer Jim Ross would refer to him as tougher than a $2 steak.
3: Yeah. And that would be a bit of an undersell. Yeah. Broken rib, punctured lung, played two weeks later and went eight for 128 and two TDs. What's the, uh, the the Jeter thing, the R-E-2-P-E-C-T, yeah, yeah. re- respect? Man. That's tough. That is that is really, really impressive. Also, landing spot for a transfer portal running back. This is not related to the state of Mississippi. Rocket Sanders, mm-hmm. formerly of the University of Arkansas, now with the University of South Carolina. South Kakalaki.
4: Also- Porky, or resident Palmetto State expert. I mean, they're excited about it, and they should be, and they also got the Vanderbilt transfer receiver, not the good one. Well, they're both good, but the, the lesser of the two. Wait, which one? Um, Did they get the London Humphreys? Will I Shepard? Get, I think it's not Shepard, but either way. And so I guess it's Humphreys. I know it's not Shepard. Humphreys uh, is
3: the freshman kid that
4: can fly that everybody thought was going to Georgia. Um. But they're excited about Rocket Sanders. It it does feel though like you're jumping off of the Titanic on to get on a lifeboat with a hole in it. You know, I mean, you're you're just going from one uh, program with a coach on the ropes to another program with a coach on the ropes, and and, and hoping that it works. I guess, and I mean, if if it fits, and they're going to give him carries, and he's going to get. Uh, uh, you know, good look and usage rate for the NFL and stay healthy on top of getting paid by South Carolina. Then good on him. I just I'm surprised that that is his best offer, frankly. Be At least in his significant mind.
3: Significant injury. I mean, you go from being first team All SEC a year ago to basically not playing this season. And when he did play, he certainly did not look like the same version of himself. But look, I mean, South Carolina is betting on a fully healthy Rocket Sanders, who was one of the elite running backs in the SEC two seasons ago.
4: And good for them if they get it. And if you're them, you got to kind of bet on that, right? Because it's not like they're going to be in on the best portal running backs. So you know, maybe it's a two way yeah. street. But like you see, Marks visiting Washington sounds like that's where he's going to go. And incredible. Hey. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get it with Marks. What do you
2: not get? I don't understand why. I mean, I just feel like if he if he feels like he's an NFL running back, you, you don't need another year with that. Then you need to get to the NFL. You know, you've battled injuries all this time. There's, there's go now to the NFL while you can, and get as much money as you can. I I know you know there's a possibility he gets a good NIL deal from from Washington. It's possible. Yeah, but. I just feel like there's just not
3: a lot of tread on the tires, man. One more year in college might be all he gets. Maybe he has gotten to a place where he doesn't like. Even though if he doesn't want to admit it out loud, he doesn't believe he's an NFL running back.
2: If that's the case, then what's your name? And, and so sense? go get paid. Yeah,
3: and jumpstart life. I just can't. I wonder how much he
4: would get. I don't know. Yeah, I mean to use another it's example, a six-figure deal, right? Yeah. You would think. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, maybe. I mean, maybe 100, 100 grand when you're 22,
2: that's good. But I, I don't know. With if, no other expenses, I, I don't know if he's getting 100 grand. I don't know.
4: A healthy him is worth that. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. You can say
2: healthy. Did, uh, Washington just really wanting to run back 2022 Mississippi State's backfield. I'm surprised Ra Ra Thomas hasn't made a, a, a day yeah. chance now. Nah, this new this new uh, thing it, has come it, it out. Go again. He can go again. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird though seeing the transfer portal and seeing Mississippi State. Yeah, Rocket Sanders, uh, a year ago, much, much bigger deal had he transferred out. But, you know, he's still a big name. And if you get the healthy Rocket Sanders, you've got a, a, a difference maker there at running back. And State has just struggled finding difference makers in the portal thus far. This past year's portal class was weak. There's just no getting around that. Uh, and even, you know, a couple, the past couple of years, yeah, Jalen Green was a good addition. Makai Polk is probably the best transfer State's got, but they only got one year out of him. Um you know, and, and this this year, and, and I get why. You know, you, you've you had four, three coaches in the last 12 months. And, you know, you're putting together a whole new staff. So I understand some of the reasons why. But at some point you would just like to see State get one guy, because I feel like that would change a lot of perceptions. If one guy would get on board, more would follow. That's what That was the hope with a big quarterback. If you can get a big quarterback, other, others will follow him. I don't know if State's going to get the big quarterback this year. I did see that uh, Cam Ward is visiting Florida State uh, this upcoming weekend. DJ Ouyangaloy is going to be is already there. I think. You think he was either there yesterday or he's there today. If he leaves uncommitted, maybe you can get him to Starkville for a weekend and, and throw the, throw the, a pitch at him. But I would like to see state if they can get in the game with at least one big time transfer before this uh, this portal window closes.
3: Grayson McCall committed to NC, NC state. state. Yeah, that's a good fit. Feels like it. Yeah, I think so.
2: He just does not want to. He and J- Jamie Chadwell both. They just don't want to leave the Carolinas area. They're like James
3: Taylor. All right. So, why do you think there is a lack of success in the portal for state? I think it's twofold. I think the first part is what I mentioned that State's just had
2: you know issues these last twelve months. You know, your portal recruiting. It's it's just like any other recruiting, right? If, if you got you gotta be on that, and if you're trying to change coaches out in the middle of all this, that's tough. So I get that. I think uh, Mississippi State was behind the the eight ball with NIL in the previous administration. You know, John Cohen was busy trying to get people to sign baseballs instead of, uh, you know, putting together a collective and and, and getting money to the football program. Thank goodness Zach Selman has come in, and and thank goodness for Charlie Winfield taking it upon himself. Otherwise, State, State would be in horrible shape. As it is, they're at least to the point where they can be competitive. But – and this is the thing that I was – But but if they've got the money – Well, that's that's what I'm going to say here. Everybody's got the money. You know, if if a kid's picking Mm -hmm. between State and Ole Miss right now, they both have money. So it becomes, where can I win? And the answer right now is Ole Miss. The answer right now – now South Carolina is a little different. And South Carolina – Are we sure that's the question?
3: Are we we sure the question is where can I win and not where can I get paid more? I think
2: both teams can make – competitive offers, is what I'm saying. I think it becomes a real question of recruiting the way recruiting is actually supposed to be. You, you make your decision based on the program and the facilities and the coach, and, and can you win or not?
3: Sports Talk Mississippi, supertalk.fm, Super Talk TV, on the road today at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. Take a quick time out, wrap up the 4 o'clock hour with you right after this.
1: I listen
5: to it at work.
0: that work at work sports talk Mississippi sports talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi Did you get that memo Yes
5: sir
3: back as we wrap up the four o'clock hour of Sports Talk Mississippi on the road today at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo for the sixth annual Stones for Sanctuary that is uh, raising money for Sanctuary Hospice here in Tupelo, an incredible part of the community where so much of their funding comes from the community and so that's why this is a special day we would love for you to stop by you can make a donation to Sanctuary and if you do that Your name will be entered into a drawing for a a door prize. In fact, our next drawing is coming up in about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, Teresa Smith joins us. Uh, She is uh, the owner here at Stones. Her family has had this business for a bunch of years. You told me 1976, right? 47 years. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, And has really become a big part of the community over that time, right?
5: Yes, we've been in. We started out in Tupelo. I mean, in South Tilla. Okay, it was our first location, and then I think about four years later, we opened in Tupelo, and we like to say we have friends instead of customers. that is, um, that is
3: a nice way to uh, go about. It. I, I do have a question. Do you even still hear the train? Absolutely. Okay, I, I just wonder, you know, if you had been in the same place for as long, as like, I don't know, I don't even hear it anymore. But it, it's kind of hard no, to uh, no, kind of... you still hear it. <laughs> uh, this time of year is a busy time of year, especially Absolutely. for a jewelry store. What have you got?
5: Oh, you go. we have a lot of everything. You've got a we lot have, of everything. We have... Necklaces, uh, diamonds by the yard has been a really, really big thing. Okay. The John Medare's collector, uh, that's a designer line that we have, does really well. And naturally, we have engagement rings, loose diamonds, and that has, I think, about three have walked out of here today while y'all were here. Wow. All right, so
3: let me ask you this. Do do you still um, – you've been doing this for a while, but when you have uh, a young man who comes in, he's like – I need to buy an engagement ring and maybe a little shy at first. Do you get a kick out of that and and kind of enjoy that process of helping figure out, okay, this is what your budget is and this is what you're looking for and this is what you think she might want and kind of going through that process? Absolutely. And I've
5: just in the last couple of days, I've gotten pictures from people that have gotten engaged and they send us pictures of when they're proposed. And they say, thank you for making this experience a pleasure and easy. It's just fun. Yeah. You know, to be a part of that because that's a really special moment. No doubt. And uh and and it's really kinda of tugs at the heart sometimes.
3: It, it does. I want you to tell me about your watches. I was really impressed. I love watches. You've got the new Glock watches, which are really, really cool. Uh Citizen and Boulevard which you've had for a really long time. Right. Great Christmas present options.
5: The Glock has, has been the new thing. I mean, I think they've just come out with them this year. Right. And um, we've had them in store for about six weeks, and they have done really well, uh, particularly for men. They do make a few ladies' watches, yeah. but they're uh, very unique. And the Citizen watch is just a really, really good watch. I have one, and I'm... I wished it would quit.
3: You told me a funny story about that the other day, or earlier we were talking today. You said you'd like to get a new one. I was like, you know you can. This well, is your store.
5: But I can, but I can't justify because this one still works, and this there is about 11 years old. So
3: I don't want us to run out of time, Teresa, without talking um, a little bit about part of the reason that we're here today, and, and that's Absolutely. sanctuary and, and what it means to the Tupelo community and, and why it has been important to you and your family Um your involvement with them. Well,
5: we've been blessed to not have anyone in our immediate family in Sanctuary Hospice. Right. Or in, but we have been there before Sanctuary was here. right? And uh, it is, you know, we just want to be a part of helping those who need help. Yeah. And it's real special to us because so many of our people friends slash customers yeah. are a very that have been dependent on that
3: well know? and and you know it it's not just important for tupelo it's a north mississippi thing i mean i live in oxford and there are a number of people that, that i know from oxford who have uh have been inpatient at, at sanctuary and everybody raves about the care that not just the patient gets, but also but the, family, the way the family is taken exactly. care of. Exactly.
5: That's what we hear so many times. Uh, the people that come in our store that have been affiliated with the sanctuary family right. there, that, you know, that they just feel amazing because it's a hard time for them, but they do enjoy yeah. the love that they experience, not only for the patient, but for the the loved ones surrounding them.
3: All right, last thing for you. Sometimes walking in a jewelry store can be intimidating. Like you're not sure exactly what you're looking for, you think you're going to have to spend an arm and a leg. For somebody who's budget conscious, you get you got options, right?
5: We have options. We have everything from $18
3: to as much as you want to spend, as much how as about you that? Want to spend. We'll, we'll start it at eighteen, and we're not going to put a cap on it at the top. Teresa and we'll Smith. treat you all the same. There you go. <laughs> Wonderful, Teresa Smith from uh, Stones Jewelry. Great to be back here on this uh, this Wednesday afternoon on a special day. Uh, great partnership with Sanctuary. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. One more hour, Sports Talk Mississippi, coming up with you. Five o'clock hours next. We'll start it off with the college football fix.
0: what we do next keep it moving buddy you can be a part of sports talk mississippi 888-808-8637 on super talk mississippi
3: One of the good ones. One of the good ones. Five o'clock hour on this Wednesday afternoon with you, turning into Wednesday evening as the sun sets in the western sky. I just looked out the window and saw a pretty sunset. uh, uh, Good stuff. Thanks for being with uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. On the road today, we are at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. Would love for you to uh, stop by. Got uh, about half an hour or so that you can. We have another winner. We will announce that in just a moment. We remind you that Sports Talk is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Um, you've got holly jolly holidays going, November 18th, That's when it started, all the way through January 7th. Lots of activities in and around the Oxford area, a little less crowded than it was a week ago uh, with most students done with exams, they are gone. Same as horrible. A few more parking spots, a few more open dinner reservations if uh, you want to do that. And, of course, the ice skating at the Old Armory Pavilion, the city pavilion now, at the corner of University Avenue and Bramlett-Bullet-Vard. For the full schedule of events and to keep up with what's happening, check out their website, visitoxfordms.com. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borkey, I'm Richard Cross. for coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of everything. Everything? It's a new slogan. Home of everything. Gaming, poker tournaments, great food, mm-hmm. sports book, mm-hmm. water park. Not right now. Golf. If you want got, to be brave. You got that going right now. Yeah, but we don't want to encourage the water park piece right now because that would entail breaking and entering, and we don't really want to be like accessories to a crime. Yeah. And it'd be really cool. What if the Polar Bear Club wanted to rent it out for the day? My God guess is that for the right rental fee, we could work something out. Right, we then. would be more than happy to try and broker that deal yeah. if that were the uh, thing. Uh, live music, yes. comedy, comedy all, see, it's everything. That's why you go to Pearl River Resort. Need to learn more yourself? Check them out online, pearlriverresort.com. com. text line is open to you right now. 601-879-4395. Borky, do we love winners around
4: here? Uh, I hang out with you two, so I guess I don't. Who? Burn. But yes, usually we do like winners around here. You know,
3: sometimes you set up a perfect segue and then you got a schmuck that just gets in the way and ruins the whole thing. <laughs> he won't be here next. Week. <laughs> good grief, hey, Michael goodness. Porky, good guy. Gr- yes, of course we love winners around guy. here. <laughs> and this, That's your guy, by the way, is how you get to win. You make a donation to Sick Hospice. A, you, uh, you make a donation to Sanctuary Hospice, and you are entered into a drawing, just like Dustin Thrasher was. I'm Dustin, to the camera. oh, okay. Dustin is the uh, the winner of this hour's drawing, a uh, a pair of silver CZ hoop uh, inside out earrings. Yes, you're looking at these. Uh, over a four hundred dollar value. Your your hands aren't good enough to be a prize oh, model. A sorry, handball. sorry. That's uh, not going to work, uh, but but thanks for sharing those. So uh, congratulations to Dustin. So Miss Jane won the uh, the necklace in the the first hour of the show. Uh, Dustin wins the earrings. That will make for a beautiful Christmas yeah. gift or birthday gift or just uh, just because tell I love you. That you won them. Gift. You, t- you tell them you got them. Yes. If if Mrs. Dustin is listening, sorry we ruined the surprise. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. Uh, congratulations. So, and
2: we've got one more drawing to do, one more gift to give away before we are we're And, of
3: course, today. the only reason that Dustin was here earlier today was to make a donation to Sanctuary. He didn't just happen to see that while he was here doing anything else this special time of year. It was to make a donation to Sanctuary. Correct. And he's the winner of the earrings. Yeah. I, uh, Dustin might want to wear them himself. Maybe. I mean, I don't know, Dustin. He could. They're his earrings. He yeah. can do with them as he, uh, as he wishes. Yeah. Borky, when I called you a schmuck a second ago, this lady, she, she turned around, of, and, she turned around and gave me the
4: evil eye. Well, you know, I like her. That might
3: be his aunt.
2: We don't yeah. know him. You, you know should.
4: It is. Uh, you, you should. There All right. relations. How about a little college football fix?
3: College football fix and the Big Ten music. Oh, brought to it. you by your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log in to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. All right, If earlier, you were having a bad day, yeah, and I put that music on, it would immediately brighten your day. Uh, it would have. No,
2: even now, you'd be like... Yeah, I'd
3: be like, alright, here we go, Rutgers. And Wisconsin coming up next. Can't wait.
2: And it's live!
3: Um, Look, some of you earlier in the show today mm-hmm. said that we were not talking about Mississippi State enough. That's right. So let's talk about Mississippi State. The Cambrian Richardson entered the portal today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a jerk. Uh,
2: that's good. That's funny. That's, come on. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Uh Yeah. I I, I am of two minds on this, Richard. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me which one you're on? Obviously a guy who started the last two years for you. Yeah. experienced player. But in in four years, thank you, in four years of playing at Mississippi State and in two years of being a starter, zero interceptions. Zero. Never, not once, did the ball hit his hands and he catch it and take it back the other way. Did the ball ever actually hit his hands? Not that I recall. Okay. I mean, I'm sure he deflected a pass along the way, but... So, Mike, you know, I get that it's a loss, but at the same time, eh.
3: I mean, there is a possibility that you look up six games into the next season and be like, you know what I'd get for and Richardson and his non-intercepting self? You're not wrong. but Because at the very least. At the same time, I just – a lot of these guys ha- are, that have, have come
2: and gone through the portal here are just not – they're not difference makers. Xavier Thomas is a difference maker, right? Yeah. Would like to keep him. Would like to keep Woody Marks if if you could. I think he's a difference maker when he's healthy. Yeah. Camry Richardson,
0: eh.
2: Corey Ellington, yeah. Carlos Nicholson. Eh. Yeah. I'm sure. I feel confident they can find comparable players to those guys in the transfer portal.
3: Yes. The only pushback that I would give you okay. is with a DeCamry and Richardson. You do know what you're getting. I right that. right he is a known quantity he is a multi-year star uh, uh, how do we say it yesterday borgie he's a 27-time starter uh, well a, how many starts does 20, he have He's a 23-time starter 23 times starter. he is, at, starter. Least, he is at, at the minimum
2: a 25 game starter no 25-time starter 25-time
3: starter he's a 25-time starter at and it could be more than State. that i don't i just know that it, he started every game in the last 2 years but but the point being is he has been good enough mm mm-hmm to start at Mississippi State at the cornerback position, which is not an easy position to play, especially in today's college football, in the SEC for consecutive years. And so a ho-hum, eh, well, we'll just replace him. Uh, you hadn't had anybody else that's just
2: replaced him. Somebody says quarterbacks were scared to throw to his side of the field. Buddy, I was at the LSU game, and Jaden Daniels wasn't scared to throw to Malik Nabors not one bit. Not one bit was he scared. Yeah. Could have just handed him the ball. A couple of times, and it wouldn't have been any cleaner.
4: Is there a defensive that- back that Daniels and Neighbors are afraid of, though?
2: Ah, gosh, probably Patrick Sertain Jr., um, Patrick uh, Peterson, Patrick Peterson, yeah, for sure. Marshawn Lattimore when he's healthy, something like that.
4: A hundred million dollar <laughs> cornerback in the NFL right now.
2: Daryl Revis in his prime. Yes, yes. Martin Emerson, he's he's having a great year.
4: He is. But to
3: your point, he also started opposite Martin uh, Emerson. Started Manuel uh, Forbes. Forbes yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. Brian Oxford said uh, – "Oh, that's not that's the one." You, that's what uh, I just read. Uh, our friend Clown says, um, "Richard is, uh, Richardson is absolutely awful. He's awful. A recruiting bust. Actually, he was severely overrated out of high school.
2: Okay, he's, I mean, he's a four star player out of high school." He had a lot of NFL buzz coming into the season. And then the first five games of the year, he was just awful. You know, and then the second half of the year, I mean, wait, just was just okay. Describes the state defense. They were better than okay at the second half of the year. It does. You know what's funny about state's defense? I was I just looked at the stats a minute ago. I was looking at something else. We talk, I gave so much credit to Pete Golding this year, and, they, and rightfully so. I thought he did a really good job. He made that defense uh, much better. Functional. Functional. You know, they, they, they made a lot of big plays. Yeah. But in terms of just total defense, State was way ahead of all this. <laughs> <laughs> 41st to 59th. Uh, Ceasefire text That's line. That's
3: crazy. I would never have guessed that before I saw it. East. Does East Mississippi play tonight on ESPNU at 7 against Iowa Western? Why, yes. As a matter of fact, they do. Yes. You, you nailed it. You didn't even need us to tell you. I mean, unless that was a subtle, hey, you guys should talk about this game, in which I would tell you we did, like we half did, an hour ago, buddy. Uh, but if you were actually asking for information and confirmation, then the answer is yes. I hope you it had was
2: sarcasm. I hope it was.
3: Do you? So, so we can just throw it right up. Oh, three. Uh, that's number three. Three. Three trains. Um, also, there was uh, there was this. With Hey Dad as a friend, state doesn't really need any enemies. Oh
0: my gosh.
2: Oh god. Did you care to respond? I did. I did respond. He's like, you should be promoting Lebby. I'm like, hey, if state wants to hire me. I'm listening. My job's not to promote. I and you don't know why, how much money you you've
4: make, f- though. like, high on Lebby and stuff. It's just dollar this dollar year's bills, team might not be. I know! Great. I know! College
3: football fix driven by Ford.
0: Mississippi. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. I woke
5: up this morning, last night was a blur. Three more parties to go, and I must concur that it looks like we're gonna party hard this Christmas.
3: Coat, head out a sign of the times in college athletics. Here you go. Former Notre Dame and former Arizona State quarterback Drew Pine tells ESPN that he is enrolling back at Notre Dame in January for the spring semester to earn his degree in American Studies and minor in Business Economics. He will not play football at Notre Dame this spring. Plans to graduate in May. And then transfer somewhere to play football next year. <laughs> Whatever, man. Okay. Whatevs. What's that uh, what's that Notre Dame degree more, though, than he wants the Arizona State degree? I get it. Seems to probably make a little bit uh, more sense. I get it. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We're glad to be with you. Uh, don't forget that uh, Genteel Apparel is the official apparel provider of uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. Had a great visit with uh, Blake last night um I was wearing my Gentile pants and there those are those
2: the Gentile pants
3: yeah so we had a little deal at Jane's store last night for some guys and I, I mentioned that these were genteel pants they were just together they sure. were like wait you get they make pants yeah and I'm like yeah they do they do so uh they're like gonna try them and yeah. uh, I said you're not gonna
2: regret it very good so I have my pull, my pullovers in the car I just it's not that I just not it's, it's like 63 today. Yeah, it's, oh, it's I mean, okay. Didn't really need it. Yeah, um, and blooded like some folks, I guess.
3: D- dates for you to remember. Uh, you got two days left for embroidered items. So the entire collegiate collection. If you're thinking about gift for bowl game for an old Miss fan, thinking about gift for a Mississippi State fan, you know, whether it's the interlocking MSU or the script state in a pullover or a golf shirt. You got to get those orders in by this Friday to guarantee delivery before Christmas. Uh, that is also the last day for standard ground shipping on all items. And remember, you got free shipping on any purchase over one hundred and fifty dollars on the website. Next week, I think the new it's fifty. The nineteenth is the last day for expedited shipping, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was going to be free with a two hundred fifty. $50 purchase or more online. So you can still get it, you know, just not the embroidered stuff. Uh, How much to have you deliver it by hand to my house? To your house? Yeah. How much for that? What's what's the minimum order? I mean, like do you really need it? I'd probably do you a solid if you really needed it. I'm just
2: saying, if if I, you know.
3: But if it was like just to see if you could make me drive to Starkville yeah. and like deliver something, yeah. I, I might charge you. Okay. Um but you don't have to do that because you can order it yourself online at genteelapparel.com. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. We're going to try to figure out a way to give a little bit more away this, uh, this afternoon. Yeah. We'll do that uh, a little trivia to do. Uh, before we wrap things up to uh, day. I, I do want to, Vorky, we need to return to this. What? says, Are they stretchy pants? That's a must during the holidays. 100% they're stretchy. Yeah, <laughs> they, got, they, they, they got, got some give. They got some stretch to them. A little, little yeah, elastine do. Uh, yeah, Borky's got him. Loves him. Yeah. Um, so, Borky, did you see the interaction that uh, Hey Dad had with uh, our uh, friend on the uh, text line about Hey Dad not being a friend of State? Oh my God. He, his initial salvo was with Hey Dad as a friend. State doesn't need any enemies. And They went back and forth a little bit. Well, actually, and I replied uh,
4: first. I was like,
3: "What do you want? Oh, what you that's to right. Say? You were right fighting right his fight yeah. for
4: him. Yeah. Just defending my boy.
3: Hey Dad did jump in and even used a middle initial and said, I don't work for MSU. My job isn't to promote them. If State wants to hire me, I'm always listening. Come on, Zach. To to Give me a call. To which our friend... Oh, that's Zach. Sorry. Yeah, the other um, one's gone. Yeah. Hey, The guy responded, okay, I'll make sure everyone's aware of that. I thought you might have some type of loyalty towards State. No big deal. The kids say NBD. NBD, yeah. 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 Uh,
2: what's, I got another, You have no
3: loyalty to state. Yeah,
2: I got another I got another acronym I can use, KMA. Mhm. Uh, buddy, first off everybody is aware of that. Pal, chief, boss, uh, coach, coach is not one you can use. Coach has actually got to be a coach. Anybody can be chief or boss though. Everybody is already aware of that. They're like that's that's kind of how I got to sit here is that I, I tell people the truth. I'm not here to. I'm not here for your feelings. Here we are again. I don't lie to you. I don't lie to you. So you know, I don't know what you want from me, man. Can't help you. You've been you've been you've been banging this drum. I went back through all his texts. He's been banging this drum on me for for quite a while. So you know, whatever, man. If I'm not your cup of tea, man, there's other tea out there.
4: Okay. It's just, it like, but that that goes back to the the, the fairness thing. It, it. I don't think it's fair to Jeff Lebby to like look at the schedule and the state of the program he took over and think, yep, eight wins, and if they don't, it's a failure. I I I think that people with these overinflated expectations, I mean, we mentioned it earlier with Cam Ward, and and mentioning Cam Ward, when when it came to the the quarterback at State, all you're doing is creating a false set of expectations that when they don't get matched, people will be mad, but they shouldn't be mad because that's not going to happen. And so... Like if you want Haydad to sit here and say, "Well yeah, state's going to be state's in a great position. All the players they have are awesome, and everything's awesome and and it's not awesome in reality, you're going to be mad at Haydad for being wrong and not at the situation that he's taking over for being what it was i mean we We spent all off season going up into this season talking about after this year state's going to lose a metric ton of players with eligibility. That that mm-hmm. didn't not become real after Jeff Lebby took the job. That's still a reality that he's facing. It, it, it's bizarre. It just the, the the there are certain people that overinflate expectations to the point where they can never be matched, and when they're not matched, they point the finger at the people involved that are trying to do right by the program, which in this case now is Jeff Lebby. Yeah. Hell, I was I
2: was optimistic this season. I said it was going to win eight games. I felt really good about Zach Arnett as a head coach.
3: I was completely wrong. I whiffed on that. Yeah, but what can yeah, you, you do? do. What, but what can you do? Benny in Starkville, I don't want sugar-coated comments. Thanks, Brian, for honesty. You're welcome, Benny. I'm a fan of Brian and his natural state. Of pessimism. Like, birthday suit? It says of pessimism Oh, oh right there. of pessimism. I'm sorry. Uh, I would be happy with 6-6 six and six next year. Yeah. Welcome to Tupelo, guys. Thanks. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, and Mike in Oxford. Hey, Richard, if you drive to Starkville to deliver, hey, Dad, something, would you bring me back a couple of blocks of Edom? We're, we're, we are serving some MSU cheese at my Christmas party this weekend. That Dr.
2: Keenum was kind enough to give me when we were, had our remote in Starkville. Is it hard to get? It's not hard to get, but you know, it does cost money. No, I'm aware. But you do have to order it. You have to be. Sometimes they can run out. Yeah. Okay. But he brought me a big sampler platter. As I
3: assume day. when they run out, they just make more. Well, yeah, you know, the cows have got a, a pretty good CBA, so they, like they,
2: they, like, you got to, got to, got to bring them to the bargaining table. Sometimes be like, look, and you know, what do we got to do here to get the uh, get the milk churning?
3: Yeah, okay. you know how it is. Uh, y'all keep it up, and by the end of the year, your listening audience will fit in a school bus. Yeah, I'm not too worried. I mean, if it's a school bus the size of Texas, Jerry, say it. Hey, we're just having fun, we're just having fun with you. Uh, speaking of fun, Mississippi State, back on the basketball court tonight at Renovated, and we haven't, I haven't asked you, you've been in Humphrey Coliseum, I how is it? I've
2: that they're mad at me again.
3: Uh, it's, 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 I wasn't, like, setting you up for failure, I, know, I, I just know, haven't,
2: like, like, gotten... I had a friend who put it really well, they, they shouldn't have called it, like, uh, Renovations. Uh-huh. They should have said, like, we're upgrading some things. Cause that's what it is. It's an upgrade. If you still, when you go to watch the game, you still feel like you're in the hump. Okay, um, there's something to that because there's a great building to watch. It's basketball. A great. It's a great an atmosphere. But like when I walk in there and I look around, I'm like, I don't know where they would put fifty million dollars.
3: Hmm. So, well, fifty million doesn't go as far. as It does to. It too.
2: doesn't. And I, I, like I said, I, my, my thought process the whole time was knock it down and start over. And yeah. I understand that they didn't want to do that because they had the practice facility there. But yeah,
3: and that might have cost two hundred fifty or three hundred million.
2: Well. I mean, yeah. But now you're looking at, you've got an arena that, you know, you're probably not going to want to come back to for the next 10, 15 years. And I just feel like it's kind of outdated. Yeah.
3: You're probably onto something there. Um, but, state back in basketball action yeah. tonight, uh, most recently when we saw them, they were uh, dropping a dynamic beatdown on uh, on their last opponent, Tulane. Yes. Yes. They were really, really good in that game. Really good. I mean, they won by 30, and I
2: don't know that that's indicative of how bad a beatdown it really was. It could have been a 50-point game. Um, State took off the gas real, real early in that one. Um, and now tonight, you know, they, they got to do it again. You know, you put yourself in this position with those two losses, especially that Southern loss that you can't afford a whole a whole lot of more losses in the non-conference. Maybe not any. To be honest, so you know, I don't think Murray State's a, a great team. So State needs to go out there and handle their business the way they did against Tulane. Start fast and leave no doubt, and and get this game you know put behind them quickly. Also, real quick, we have a, there's a game in Tupelo uh, this uh, Sunday. Mississippi oh yeah? State North Texas, North Texas. And anything I, special happening with well, that? Well, I've got some tickets I'm going to be giving away on uh, tomorrow's uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. Giving away, giving away. And on the Thunder and Lightning podcast on Friday.
3: Yeah. yeah. Give it away. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, you will have a chance to win. Yeah. We'll yeah. have
2: those uh, tomorrow.
3: Very good. Sports Talk Mississippi. More with you. We are back right after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Broadcasting live from Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. Christmas
0: once again. Communication system. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. Pretty paper, pretty ribbons blue. Wrap your press
5: to your darling from you.
0: Pretty pencil.
4: Let's go, let it go. Right. I love you. Isn't he about to tour again?
3: <laughs> I mean, call it what you will. What did he just do? Just hit his 90th birthday party? Wasn't it 90? I think so. I probably, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, And did it at the uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. Like there was a huge ninetieth birthday celebration. I knew some people actually that went out for that big, big Willie fans. There you go, very cool. All right, uh, let's give something else away, this is shall a we? Heck of a gift! Yeah, you, you're fired up here. All right, last uh, our last winner from Stones Jewelry. That we are at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. It's the Stones uh, sixth annual Stones Sanctuary Day. Um, People throughout the day that came in and made a donation to Sanctuary Hospice here in Tupelo mm-hmm. were entered into a drawing. We've had one each hour. We gave away a beautiful gold necklace with black onyx and a, a small diamond at the bottom yeah. of it. That was our first giveaway. Our second giveaway was the... ...anything. It just happened.
2: Continue. What, what was that? Anyway... It, it, was just, a, it was a commitment it, it, video. I didn't click anything. I didn't touch anything. It just started playing. Who committed
3: somewhere? Uh, somebody committed to Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I was going to say.
4: Thought you were going to break some news. They're, they're, they're doing state the, is
2: waiting. State's waiting on a commitment, but it hasn't come through yet.
4: They're doing a bad job of editing these commitment videos anymore. You got to you got to yeah. be careful sometimes. Yeah. So anyway,
3: uh, our second hour giveaway was these really beautiful CZ earrings that mm-hmm. were a uh, big hoop silver yeah. uh, earrings. Uh, over a $400 value. But now. And then we save the best for last. What are we doing? Uh, just diamond stud earrings, that's all. Yeah, half carat. Forky, just half carat diamond stud earrings. What's that value? Uh, a little over. It's got a comma in it. Yeah. Over a
2: thousand dollar value. Very nice. And here's the winner right and here. The
3: winner is. Richard Craw. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> it's rigged! Don't read it again. <laughs> Don't read the name again. What you got? Uh, Callie McGowan is our winner from Callie. Avery, Mississippi. Pair of diamond stud earrings, Callie. Congratulations! Merry Christmas. We'll come get them tomorrow. They're fixing to close, I think. But come get them tomorrow. Yes, they uh, they all do right. have your information. Yes, right there. We got all their Callie, Mr. Uh, Reese, or somebody from here at Stones will get in touch with you. Congratulations! I mean, is that a good day if you win pair of diamond studs? Yeah, I would think so. I would too. Yeah. I was thinking that I had a daughter that those would look great on. It'd be a great I saying, present. I was, like, so, I was like, Was Jane listening? She's like, Oh, diamond earring. Speaking of Jane, Borky, I got the best text message from Jane just a little while ago. It's going to embarrass your wife. You ready? She said, on- I just read a Wall Street Journal article on inflation and interest rates. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> that was the text. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> I said, I love it. Uh, that's so funny. So, um, it was very good. Very good. Um, we were talking basketball second. So State one game tonight, and yeah. then they play on Sunday. Sunday against North Texas, and that is, is in Tupelo. That's right, Hayden Spencey and Michael Borky, Brian Hayden will have, uh, tickets. We'll we'll have tickets. We'll have tickets. I got,
2: I got tickets to give away. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll go into that tomorrow. Uh, what you need to do to win, and we'll probably put one on. Probably do one here on the show, and then we'll do one on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah.
2: So really signing hated, days right? a
4: week from today, by the way.
3: You really hate what? What do, you, what do you hate, Richard? When I disappoint you. Oh, okay. But I'm going to disappoint you. Disappoint me? Yeah. Why? What's today? Today's uh, Wednesday, the 13th. Hey, you know what? When we get done here on Sports Talk Mississippi, there's some other radio show that hey Dad hosts coming up. Don't miss. Thunder and Lightning on the radio, hosted by Brian Haydad, coming hey? up as soon as we get finished, and uh, we look forward. Plenty to talk about. Apparently, Obi wants a shout out too. He tells me he's listening. He said, "Guess what? I'm listening to your show." Shout out to it's Obi, like a first time ever. Hey, so he is a good um, kid. He is a good kid. Yeah. He, he a good kid. We uh, we we have two chapters left in our most recent Hardy Boys book. Okay, go finish that one tonight. Very good. It's uh, this is book. Uh, what, what book are we on, Obi? I think 26. So a couple of years ago, he got the entire Hardy Boys set at Christmas. Okay. And so we knock out a book about every three weeks. That's awesome. It's nice. been fantastic. That's really Did you cool. guys read Hardy Boys as a kid? As a kid, yeah.
4: No. Really?
3: He's he's not old enough. What do you mean he's not old enough?
4: I mean, books he's are not timeless.
3: Enough. Yeah, but, like, that was... I mean, a I p- have an 11-year-old son. He, he was... Oh, he, because uh, he says it's book 28.
2: There you go. It's because you're because of you. Like, his dad is too old to have wanted to read the Hardy Boys to him, I think.
3: Hmm. Okay. So. possible. Yeah, I mean, it's if, if it wasn't... He, he read a lot of Babysitter's Club. You he? know, there are two things that stand out of it, the Hardy Boys. Frank and Joe are true American heroes. Yes. And they're also ageless. Yeah. They never age. No, they, we are 28 are books the in. Boys. They've solved... We're on our way to 28 mysteries solved. Yeah. And they have not aged a single year. No. Not once. Well, you know, that's how it goes. It's, it's
2: amazing. I just threw a great joke at him. and no, no, no reaction whatsoever. Yeah. Um,
4: Mystery
3: a
2: right, so, week, you do it in
4: half a year. So say solve a mystery a week, you do it in the half a year. Nah,
3: they they take a little longer than that. Oh, I see. It's also amazing the there is there are there is not a set of parents in the history of the world that have trusted their children more than Fenton Hardy and Mrs. Hardy. Yeah. Left them to do whatever. I mean, like they just fly to a foreign country, yeah, on their dad's private prop plane with their family. Like, how much money do these people have? And I'm a, I, I guess they always get a
2: good, good work. Yeah, I mean, apparently, so. Money.
3: I don't feel like they get compensated as often as they should. Well, for we, don't, their, we don't. You know, they don't. That's not in the books. They don't. They don't. You know, the Hardy
2: Boys accountant wasn't as popular as series.
3: I mean, they share a convertible. They had uh, Obi had a great question because early on mm-hmm. in the first. Five or six books. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of time riding their motorcycles. Yeah, and we're like twenty books since they've had a motorcycle. They just drive their convertible all the time. Yeah, see, they got they got a new car, I guess. Um, and the sleuth, the, the speedboat, the sleuth is the that's like the coo- they have their own boat house on Barmet Bay where they park the sleuth, and it's uh it's a big deal. Sounds like um, big stories today. Big stories today in sports, right? We're, we're still waiting on commitment. Who, who's State waiting on a commitment from? It uh, looks like they're waiting on a commitment from Ethan Miner, kay. a center from North Texas. Okay, I mean, They need a center. So. Yeah, be nice to pick up. And Borky Ole Miss is playing the waiting game specifically for the Florida defensive player, right?
4: Prince Lee Umanmielin? Is, is that
2: how I pronounced it yesterday? You, 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 we listened to that song earlier.
4: <laughs> it's a wise way. I think to that's. Say I, I mean, Merry
2: Christmas to you.
4: Everybody's doing a lot of tweeting today. Kiffin and the head of the Grove Collective, and I mean, everybody's tweeting. Lots of tweeting, and no action has followed that tweeting yet. But that's okay. I mm. mean, you, you're. Uh, Maybe if, they're building anticipation. Maybe it, like the plot thickens. Certainly possible, and, and that would be it. Would be gigantic. I mean. Uh, look, defensively they, they were much better a year ago. But uh, as we talked about, basically every week, they, they are limited personnel-wise, which is what made Golding's year Uh-oh. as good as it was. And so, Uh-oh.
3: Uh, Uh-oh. I just oh, had... Pete Golding just tweeted a shark emoji. There, there's, oh, your, yeah. there's your there's your final. There it is, Borky. There's, there's tweet and tweet tweet tweet. But we're adapting I... your song.
4: I mean Your but Cruden the thing song. is you can't have the Kruten song that's mine. But but he's been doing that for returning players too that could be John Saunders announcing his return. Who knows? It's just tweets with no context. But if that is Princely that is a gigantic gigantic pickup because as we've talked about all the time and and, and we've said it before They had a bunch of really good role players on that defensive line, but they didn't have anybody that you outright feared. Like, Ivy and Piggies are going to play at the next level. They're good, quite good players. But adding a guy like this to that defensive line, somebody that's feared, that has the ability, the upside of being a first-round pick, can change the dynamic of the defensive line, and that's somebody that they did not have last year.
3: There are a couple of big stories out there today. Malik Murphy, backup quarterback at Texas, has entered That's the transfer portal. That's not the Texas quarterback I thought would go to the – Texas's quarterback situation – Wait, you didn't think Archie Arch – I thought Manning, he might. I thought nah. he might. I didn't think he Like, there's not one thing in that family's history that leads you to think he would transfer. I just thought in terms of when they when he
2: signed, his thought process probably was that Ewers would be there a year and go pro. Ewers mm-hmm. coming
3: back changes that timeline. So, yeah, I was a little – I thought he might. Nope. Malik Murphy into the portal, which means Arch Manning becomes QB2. QB2. Behind Malik – or, excuse me, uh, behind Quinn Ewers, obviously. Uh, So that news is out there. we got the court ruling in West Virginia today that lifts the ban on transfers for two weeks thanks to a temporary restraining order. More coming from that. There's so much information about there, including – A quote from Jerry Moorhead, who is the president of the University of Georgia and is the chairman of the NCAA board, which is made up of college presidents. And he says that unlimited transfers are, quote, inconsistent, close quote, with the NCAA's mission to graduate athletes. And he believes in abolishing the waiver process. He says, you should have one transfer period, close quote.
4: Good luck when you get fought by an attorney general in a state. Good luck. I mean, I think Jerry Moorhead has
3: been very good at his job. The University of Georgia is in a very good place overall. Um, This is one of those, this is like a true believer statement. And it's like, hey, Jerry Moorhead, you look like you'd be a great replacement for Mark Emmert as president of the NCAA with a stance like that. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying that publicly that, you know, you, you can't win with that statement anymore which is
0: crazy what we're going to do right here is go back and so now back to back to the sports this is sports talk mississippi so let's get rolling on super talk mississippi
3: Welcome back one last time. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm, Super Talk TV. It has been a great Wednesday afternoon, just third, uh, 12 days, 12 days away from Christmas as we have been live since 3 o'clock at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. This is the sixth annual Stones for Sanctuary, raising money for Sanctuary Hospice here in Tupelo. And it is my pleasure to introduce you to my new friend, Miss Joanne Stone. She uh, she has spent the entire day saying that she didn't want to talk to me. <laughs>
6: it wasn't that.
3: Didn't yeah. didn't like me, didn't want to talk to me. Don't and we have <laughs> we we have convinced her to sit down. It is uh, first of all, this has been a lot of fun. Thank it you for has, having us. It
6: has been.
3: So you have been in the jewelry business since nineteen seventy six. Tell me about it.
6: Oh, it's been a journey, and what a what a ride. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: A lot of relationships along the way, right? A lot of
6: relationships that we have grown to love and respect, and I just, we I can't believe that we've had the customers that's been so loyal down through the years. Now their children and grandchildren are shopping with us, you know?
3: Yeah, that's really a neat thing, too. So, I mean you're in business and you've got to make money in business to be able to keep the doors open but those relationships you get to build over time and it turns into friendships as opposed to i think teresa said that earlier said yes. we don't have customers we have friends
6: yes we have friends that's what i call them anyway i may not can remember their names because they're so <laughs> her memory's gone but it makes me feel better when i hear these younger people say oh i can't remember so and so either i said what
3: i you know what i do that all the time i, I do I, I, a lot of days i can't remember hey Dad's name yeah but it, which, oh i'm
6: so proud to hear that <laughs> you know
3: he's not a very rememberable guy anyway so oh is but, that the uh, way it yeah, works yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's all right uh it's all right so you still come to work basically every day
6: six days a week
3: six days a week why
6: go to church on sunday and all day and then back on monday
3: <laughs> that means you've got to love this right
6: i, I love it my daughter really loves it. She's been doing this for about, what, 37, 38 years with us or longer? Longer.
3: Yeah. So so, so you and your husband started Stones Jewelry together right. originally in South Tillo, and then I think Teresa told us four or five years in made the move to Tuflo.
6: Well, yeah, we had two stores then in Ball before all of that happened. And Anyway, it's been a journey, and it's been a good one. Wayne, my husband, he loved it. He loved people. And I don't know. He just, uh, if he'd have been here today, there ain't no telling what we'd have been
3: doing.
6: <laughs> so, what like, are these like, yahoos like, on the radio doing? Yeah.
3: Would you get them out of here?
6: Yeah, you might would.
3: <laughs> uh, tell me about your favorite piece of jewelry.
6: Oh, gosh.
3: Do you not I mean, have
6: one? Over the, mm, hearts. Hearts? Uh-huh. I love heart jewelry. Okay. They laugh at me all the time when I we go to order this John Madara stuff and it has a little heart on the bracelet. I said, "Order four to six of them." <laughs> Tracy said, "Mother," but I you said, <laughs>
3: <laughs> "So, so you've got hearts in uh, in your collection, certainly.
6: Yes, uh, that's one of them. And I, you know, I don't know.
3: You know, Miss Joy, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that is is so fascinating uh, fascinating to me about jewelry especially um, special jewelry is that okay it's an investment when you buy it right. but it becomes something that gets passed down within families and it then carries meaning for generations down the line mm-hmm. i mean for example my my wedding band was my grandfather's
6: well you know what you say that my Wayne had a wedding band, and when my two grandsons, when the one, no, I gave his wedding band to my son, and then I had that band made for my grandson, mm-hmm. so he's got the ring that, like, his papa would have had. And then the second grandson, I've already got his ready for him whenever he gets ready for <laughs> so... Uh, it, there'll be four rings made out of that like the one his, like my husband had.
3: I want to ask you, uh, like I asked Teresa, as we wrap up this afternoon, uh, this day has been special because it's about Sanctuary Hospice House and what it means exactly. to Tuplo. Tell me just a, a little bit about why it's important to you.
6: Well, it's just a, important to me to know that when you go there, I've been out there several times, not recently, but I do, and the care that it looks like they get out there is just unbelievable. It's just It's just something to to everybody ought to go see it, is what I think. And uh, if I get to that stage, I would love to be there where I know I'd be taken care of.
3: (laughs) That's right. Just not anytime soon. There's no reason for us to do that anytime soon. but
6: if I have to, that's where I want to go.
3: (laughs) Uh, If you want to make a donation online, you can do so at sanctuaryhospice.org. So much of their funding comes from the community. It was great to visit with Heather as well. Ms. Joanne, thanks you so much for having us today.
6: Thank you all for being here. We've enjoyed it.
3: It's been really good. And thank you for being with us as well. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road. Pearl River Resort Studio, as always, from Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. You have 12 shopping days remaining. Not open on Sundays. Six days a week, though, you can do it between now and then. Take care of your Christmas needs. Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. Thanks for having us. We'll do this again. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Come on in. Come on in, she says, Miss <laughs> Joanne says, Come on in. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow, just after three o'clock for Michael Borkin, Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross. Have a great Wednesday night.